Thirty years ago, a small British company called Acorn Computers launched the BBC Micro. This computer was nothing much by today's standards. It had 32 kilobytes of main memory and a 2 megahertz processor. In every way, this computer was thousands of times less capable than the phone in your pocket. And yet, without the team that built this odd-looking machine, you probably wouldn't have that phone. Because many of the inventions which are critical, many of the inventions which enable today's digital consumer technologies are the legacy of the BBC Micro project and the team which originally built it. I'm joined by Steve Ferber, who is a professor of computer engineering at Manchester University. He was the co-inventor of the BBC Micro, and I began by asking how he became involved in this amazing project. I've been involved with Acorn since its outset, um, when Herman and Chris uh, founded it in the late 1970s. But I got interested in computers, joined the Cambridge University Processor Group, and got invited to contribute to the embryonic Acorn when it formed. The BBC Micro was an astonishingly original vision. Acorn's BBC Micro really was something quite different. Yes, well, the spec of the BBC Micro was ultimately determined through negotiations between Acorn and the BBC. What was unusual about it was the range of interfaces that it offered. The box was just riddled with connectors of various shapes and sizes and different levels of functionality. And that really um, was a result of quite a sophisticated spec that the BBC was looking for in terms of what could be connected to the machine on the outside. It would be a real understatement to say that the BBC Micro had an impact on education. Just about every school in the UK had labs equipped with these machines. Just about every school began implementing courses in basic programming. It seems to me that these computers inspired a generation of developers, people like me, who owe our career to your team's invention. Its success exceeded everybody's expectations. Uh, they were confidently saying that on the back of the program, Acorn should expect to sell about 12,000 of these machines. Uh, in the end, we shipped about one and a half million BBC micros and variants. So there was a huge appetite to take these machines on. Um, the BBC Micro uh, was the leader in the UK in education and therefore, of course, attracted um, all the educational software developers. And, and so the whole thing snowballed. I still regularly meet people who say that the BBC Micro was the thing that set the direction for their subsequent career. That, that certainly resonates with me. One of the most endearing things about the BBC Micro as a learning tool was that you simply had to just switch it on and it would be instantly ready to receive a programme. So do you feel there's a need for something a bit more like the BBC Micro today, something, that, something which lets novice programmers be productive? I certainly think that the, uh, the displacement today of the BBC Micro, which after all is a machine designed for education, um, with conventional PCs, which are machines designed for, for offices, um, has uh, put quite a high barrier between uh, pupils using the machine and the interesting and creative side um, of the machine itself. So I think there's a general recognition that, that today's PC has put the user too far away from the engine um, and things need to change. We need somehow to find a way to get back in control and back into the creative seat in the machine. The most common home computers these days are things like Xboxes or iPads, which are arguably even worse than the PC at 
keeping you far from the engine of computing. They're amazing machines, but they're completely closed to the average user. As computers are getting better, do you feel that our society might be becoming less computer literate? I, I think there's, there's quite a lot of concern about uh, the general level of, of familiarity of users with technology today. And, and I would agree that machines such as the iPad, whilst, whilst amazingly useful, are virtually impossible for the average user to program um, to deliver results directly. On the other hand, there are other bits of technology which move the user much closer. So um, in, in the consumer domain, then the Lego Mindstorms offers a fairly directly accessible microcontroller with, with um, bits of mechanics and sensors. Um, so you can get that closer to the machine, but it's in a different environment from... Um, the iPad or the PC. Um, it's getting back down into microcontrollers and, and doing uh, much lower level stuff in a much simpler environment where I think people can, can find room to express their creativity with machines. Of all your inventions, the BBC Micro is perhaps the one that had the most impact on my life. But as the original BBC products became obsolete, they were replaced with a new range of computers called the Acorn Archimedes. And even though these computers were never commercially successful of themselves, much of the technology that your team invented for this range of computers has had an enormous impact. Uh, yes. So following on from the success of the BBC Micro, and I think directly attributable to that success, was the development of the ARM processor at Acorn, which um, we developed for the Archimedes product originally, um, Archimedes was, was, was reasonably successful as far as the company was concerned, but never um, became anything big globally. Uh, but the ARM processor that we developed for it was, became of interest to Apple, who wanted to use it in their Newton, and they approached ARM to propose setting up a joint venture to develop the ARM. Um, and, of course, today, ARM is responsible for the processors in something like 98% of all mobile phones and in iPads and other tablets and, and many other digital products. The heritage of the BBC Micro, which is the ARM processor, is now the world's most successful microprocessor and um, over 20 billion of them have been shipped in, in all manner of different products. I have a suspicion uh, that ARM is responsible for more computing power on the planet than everybody else in the history of computing put together. The BBC Micro, the project from which we've derived so much value, was a fairly modest government collaboration in order to improve computer literacy. It's clearly paid for itself many times over. Were we to do something like this today, the computer systems required could be built for a tiny fraction of the original price, it's not unreasonable to expect that investment in real computer literacy might continue to yield huge dividends. This is Salim Fadley for The Pod Delusion.